0: Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brampernard. Special guest this hour, Tom Papa is going to join us. I love Tom Papa.
1: Me Great too. Great guy. I'm excited.
0: Indeed. Plus, car selling secrets in the second hour. We'll be right back to kick things off after this word from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com.
1: Oh, I'm batting lead off. I love it. Um. Well, let's see. What should we talk? Well, we've been talking about this for a while, so let's beat it into the ground. One, eight, seven, seven, cars for... Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong commercial. Uh, Different. We started a website recently called Walzer Buys Cars uh, because we are in need of especially late model used cars, but we'll put bids on just about everything. For most cars, you can just fill out uh, the online questionnaire on Walls or com. hit the tell me what my car is worth, and... Within about 30 seconds, you'll get a offer from us. It's good whether you trade the car in or just sell it to us outright. A lot of people have extra cars right now. It seems odd, but with people working from home, and and we do get a I do get a lot of calls from people whose parents are really no longer uh, should be on the road, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to sell it to Craigslist. And you know, it's funny because half of those calls are. It's a 10 year old Buick lacrosse with like 21,000 miles on it. They're rare as hen's teeth, and we love getting that stuff. So check out com, or as always, you can contact me directly at DougWalzer.com. At
0: Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using it a lot these days, huh?
1: Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split, or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown up kids for a family takeout meal, or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone, wherever they are located.
0: I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get x by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz, baby.
1: Tom, you're not... So... G- I'm sorry?
0: What? I'm not what?
1: I was going to say, you're not going to believe what's happened to the studio since you were last here.
0: Why, well, Alex vacuumed it?
1: It's spotless. It's all cleaned up. There's no crap laying all over the place. It's I weird. <laughs> I thought it was in Who the wrong that? room until I saw Andy. Was that...
0: What, that did Alex do all that? We both did. Oh, you did too? Well thank you. That's very nice to hear. With some help from Tom Papa. Tom Papa, oh, Tom Papa helped you clean it up too? In spirit, yes. <laughs> is it what time is Tom gonna be Oh my god, Tom's with us already? What could be better? Is all I have to say. <laughs> I inspire Tom- cleanliness. Mm-hmm. You do inspire cleanliness, there's no question about that. Tom Papa with us, ladies and gentlemen. Great information. You got a show coming up. This Saturday, correct? I want to hear all about it. I want to hear about how life has been. Saturday night?
1: That's right,
0: baby. That's right. That's right, baby. I just, you know, what's so great is that I haven't talked to, I haven't seen Tom in a couple of years, it seems like. I think it probably must be a couple of years looking at it. But uh, yeah. Tom was on the morning show this morning. I saw that he was on, last night I saw you were going to be on the uh, the podcast today, so it was all, my heart was beating at a, a, an accelerated rate. You know what I'm saying.
3: Right? <laughs> yes. Same on mine. So head. here's the,
0: Tom Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th at 6 p.m., uh, Pacific time, eight o'clock Central time. Time, excuse me. Streaming platform Rush Tix, that's R U S H T I X, RushTix.com, interactive streaming platform. Rush Tix bring together thousands of fans for the magical shared experience of live comedy up close and broad. Now, what happens if all of your fans show up and it just blows up all of digital because so many people are joining RushTix.com?
3: Nothing would make me happier. Blows <laughs> okay, up the internet. I take all the money,
0: and I can't do the show. And you can't do the show, so you get the money, but you don't have to do anything.
3: I like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's out of my hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. It was nothing you did. What had nothing to do with you? No question about it. So, what to expect? Live, forty-five minutes set by Tom Papa. Live studio audience selected from ticket buyers, and a live Q and A from the audience chat. All you got it all planned out. We were talking this morning about, and I'm. I'm a, it made my heart feel glad because I do think that stand-up comedy and comedy in general is going to bring the world back to some sense of normalcy where we don't all want to kill one another. It's going to be wonderful.
3: Yeah. We've been missing that. We've been missing that comedian perspective on everything that's been going on. I mean, you think about all of the crazy stuff that happened over the last year, politically and racially and virally and Isolation and I mean, all big stuff, and you without the perspective of the people who dissect the information and feed it back to you, so you can laugh about it and get some relief, and also make you feel like you're less alone. That's a big part of it, you know. When you you hear, right, when a comic tells a joke about something that we're all going through, and the whole room laughs, and you hear that either through the tv or being a, in a live show you feel less alone you're like oh i wasn't the only one thinking this <laughs> you know right and uh, we've missed that
1: i, I well, have a, I have no a question, question so as a comedian and somebody who writes jokes did last year drive you crazy because there must have been tons of great material but soon it will be out of date and it's just like this would have been so funny in june of 2020
3: yeah, I, it didn't really, I mean, not for me so much. Like, I tend to take the stuff that's going on and talk about the real-life effects of it all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I wouldn't talk about the election, like, didn't get into the people that were running and all that stuff. But I would talk about maybe, you know, what it's like to be at at, uh, at dinner with, you know, your uncle who's on one side and somebody else on the other side and, and you know, have, I, I would take it more to the, to the human reaction to stuff. So that stuff tends to stick around longer. And it really was a conscious thing. Like when I started, way before I started, actually, I remember reading an interview with Lily Tomlin, and she mm. had said that she, she wanted to create comedy that didn't last for a week but lasted for a decade. And that always rang true to me. I was like, oh, "That makes so much sense." So I just never really wrote those those current jokes. You know, the the stuff that happens. You, if I'm on stage, maybe I'll make a, a joke about it, but I never consider those jokes part of of the act.
0: Oh no, it's just you just you know, kind of a, the flow of the whole thing. That's it's just part of the deal.
3: Yeah, and it's like you know if something big happens during the day and you don't talk about it it's almost weird it's like what well, does this guy you know, have a phone <laughs> you know so yeah. you've got to you got to do it. But, yeah. but, but the but the long standing effects of like being isolated from each other during the pandemic and what it was like to be in your house and what it was like missing your your neighbors or your people at the dry cleaners like those kind of jokes you can slip the pandemic out of it and still have the guts of it still survive.
0: Yeah, Tom and I were talking this morning on, on the KQ Morning Show about how we do think, and we do agree on this, that comedy, stand-up comedy, is going to bring the world back to as, as close to normal as we can get because, my God, we need to laugh more than anything right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, and that, that was kind of my job in the house during the, the whole year was, just keeping everybody up and keeping everybody going and and laughing about stuff as much as you could. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're, you don't have your moments, but, you know, you can't really take all of it that serious. I mean, you know, these major events aside, when we go back like two years from now, you still can't take all that stuff that seriously because, you know, life is just, it's short. And, you know, I have yep. people that just dropped into cable news and never came out. Like, I had an uncle who was so much fun <laughs> Great. He oh, yeah. used to sneak us weed at Thanksgiving, and he just went oh. into cable news like brainwashed territory, and and we lost him. And I'm like, man, you know, now you're, now he's 75, and he just wasted 10 years complaining about what and doing what. Like just getting angry, and you can't control any of it. It'd be much more fun, and you'd be much more popular in the family if you still showed up at the holidays handing out that weed. We know you
0: still have. <laughs> See, now you're talking. There's fun involved there. I don't think there's any question about that. I, I honestly, God, it, it just ama- What amazes me, Tom, the most, and, and, and Doug and Andy here, have heard me talk about this before. But I don't understand the. Uh, there's a math problem I have with America right now. Here's my math problem. I have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You disagree with my opinion, so I'm not only going to ruin your life, but your wife, your husband's life, your children's. I'm going to ruin everyone's life just because you don't agree with me. What the hell is I that? Know.
3: <laughs> I know. <It's> really <laughs> what? It, it seems to me to be marketing. It all comes down to, it's yep. like sides. Yep. It's, like, it, it's like being a, a Packers fan or a Patriots fan. And they lined everybody up and they got them to buy the, the uniforms and they have their team and they get to cheer yep. for them and they get to hate the other side. It's like, oh, come on. I mean, what suckers? I mean, I could never yep. be all in on any side of anything. I just and then they, and now they don't they will never admit that the someone on the other quote unquote team is wrong or right. maybe they're right, maybe they haven't I mean, this this whole like I'm just part of this team ugh yeah. when i I was on a flight going back from uh <laughs> the last show I did was in November in Cleveland, and I flew back to uh, LA, and it connected through DC, and it was on the day after the first Trump rally after the election, like November 14th or something like that, and everybody, Mm -hmm. I I was like, oh man, I totally forgot, and all of the people that were at the rally got on to the plane, and it was literally like I was watching people from going to see a Packers game. Like I oh, used yeah. to get oh, on a plane and, you, and, right, and you'd see everyone come out with their cheese heads and they come out with the jerseys <laughs> and, they come, and they're cheering. And it was the same right. thing. They just had a sense of connection with each other. They had a cause. It has nothing to do with the economic plans and the little ins and outs of health care. It has nothing. No. no one understands that. Nobody cares about what they do like. Is that they wear a red hat and they see someone else with a red hat, and now we, now you feel like you belong. And it's just genius marketing. and if you didn't have the cable networks constantly pumping it out, you yep. would have so much people would be so peaceful. <laughs> be, they, would, they would listen to each other, they wouldn't go after each other and try and rip each other apart, because wouldn't, you would dismantle the team. Maybe that's what we need. We need a league breakup.
0: Yeah, we can get that I, I can start that. That's not a problem. You know, I gotta tell you something, it just it just occurred to me while you're talking there. And and I by the way, Tom, I would never consider myself a victim. I've had to fight off, you know, half of Minnesotans are psychopaths, so you know, if you if you didn't grow up with them, they hate you. I mean it's just how it is. That's um mm-hmm. they're just really you know, passive aggressive and they're kinda the other half could not be the nicer people in the world, but that half, they're crazy, right? So <laughs> By coincidence, this morning, you know, having you on and talking about this as a coincidence, this morning I received a message. Ten years ago, ten years ago, a local reporter in this town who's now retired decided he was going to go after me and ruin my life. So he did an article about how sexist, racist, and homophobic I am, which you've Mm. known me for years. I'm none of those things. But, you know, if you throw those names out there, you're automatically those things. Ten years later, no, it ruined my voiceover career. It just because no no one come near you, if, you know. Oh my God, if they could look that up on the internet, that'd be terrible, right? Ten years later, I get a call from my agent this morning. Ten years later, saying oh, you've been booked to do a national TV spot. Can you be in the studio at 1.30 on Tuesday? Wow. I think, to me now, now, see, the great news about that is I needed a break anyway. I don't know about 10 years, but, you know, I needed a break anyway, get a little rest. You know what I'm saying.
1: Do you think it's possible if, they just lost the Rolodex? <laughs> yeah,
0: I Maybe. Mean, <laughs> the <laughs> only name <laughs> they could <laughs> that, I mean. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right
1: but see to me
0: if they can do that now I think people have an understanding that maybe when we get past all this psychosis maybe we can return to some kind of normal I certainly hope that's true it was a very not- pleasant surprise I will tell you that I, I d- yeah, yeah,
3: yeah it, It's you know it's definitely there's definitely a focus on all this stuff because people have the time and they're sitting at home, and we have all, we don't, what we used to, in between our work and our family, was spent running around and getting gas, and getting to the dry cleaners, and you know, doing all the, going to your games, doing whatever, all that stuff has gone away. So Everybody's just sitting there with some dumb screen screen in front of their face, thinking that what somebody said when they were in high school, (laughs) is somehow important today. Like, it I, know, I really believe I know. It's, a, it's. I think it's. I think it's a thing of focus. And once we get that roaring river going again, you can't really pay as much attention to all these issues. These these issues will be smaller in comparison to everything else going on in the world. And uh, no. you know, I, I and I think uh, I think if nothing else, I think you should start maybe a single man march in Washington.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, we'll single man march. March. <laughs> I think it's a, a great idea. Only I'm not going to use my own voice. I'm going to do a single man march And every interview. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do as Rodney Dangerfield. It's going to work out perfect. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. Like it. You know the one. the, the one kind of sad thing about it is is after ten years I kind of forgot. Holy Christ! You pay you that much money to talk for a minute. I had forgotten all about the good part of it. <laughs> you know, so hey. Can yeah. you share the product, Tom, or is yeah. that a big secret? Yeah. I don't know it yet. They oh. didn't even tell me what the product is yet. But they I will tell you. Did you a
4: didn't even tell you what you're advertising?
0: It is isn't. Well, they wanted to know if I'd... The funny thing about that is that apparently, you know, they haven't been paying much, but they asked me if I would do it for that figure. I'm like... Well,
1: maybe
4: and for me it'd be like fifty bucks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Did you tell him,
1: "Hey, pal, I'm, I've got a podcast. You're going to have to raise the stakes." Let me just tell you <laughs> something, Mister. You're absolutely right.
0: No, I, I just the the Tom has. I think I had briefly mentioned talking to you this morning on the morning show. These wonderful things have started to happen in in 2021. I think I mentioned to you that Lewis Lee said some very nice things about the me and the KQ Morning Show. He gives. He gives me credit for breaking stand-up comedy through into media in this town, because apparently before the KQ Morning Show 35 years ago, comedians were not allowed on television or the radio, which I thought, that's kind of odd, don't you think?
1: It's weird. Yeah, I mean, local TV. Really. Yeah.
0: I don't really so understand well, so why, but you, Lewis... You just, like, yeah.
3: you, just like the, you just like dealing with uh, degenerate night creatures early in the morning on yes. radio?
0: Well, I figured if Johnny Carson could do it, I probably would be safe. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I'd be be safe doing it. But, no, I mean, you guys my whole life. It has
3: has really changed. I mean, when you think about, like, just that, that there would be nobody in media even talking to comedians. And then you come all the way up to today, where there's almost too much importance put on. comedians. (laughs) comedians. <laughs> you know what We're, I mean? Where yeah, all of I there's, yeah. there's a lack of grown ups in the media and now they're they're holding like people like Stephen Colbert. He's like our Walter Cronkite. And it's like he's he's telling jokes and dancing around the stage. It's like there's, there's gotta it, he's be wearing... a happy ground somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Walter Cronkite didn't wear kooky hats while he was doing the news. I'm
3: pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really shows the state of where we're at when the clowns are now looked at as like the, the great philosophers. And it's like, sure, it's we do go after the truth, but this is not the group. I know these people. I, I go to, I, I eat dinner with them. They're not the people you want to uh, have controlling no. the the uh, social discourse.
0: No absolutely not so have you been staying in touch with all your pals you thought, I have not talked to Jim Gaffigan, I bet you in over two years now it's, it's been a long it's been that long time, yeah. it's been a long oh, wow, time i mean wow. a lot of you guys yeah, I talk to
3: Jim, I talked to Jim pretty often and uh, uh he's such know, a he great was, guy he, yeah such a great guy and uh you know he like you saw when he like exploded break right, going into the election and he was uh he was he was definitely uh Talking through a lot of stuff during the during the break, but he's um he's really itching to get back out there.
0: Oh God, yeah. Well, you brought up the Sklar brothers; they were just on as as I said last week, and just really really nice guys. I got to see Fitz, man. I I literally have not seen Fitz in in it might be five years since he's been in town. I think.
3: Oh man, you got to get him. Yeah, and you know he's he does his podcast, and he's always on the radio, and uh, you, you guys should. Definitely hook up again. You are two of my favorite people.
0: There's no, no. I, I don't gotta, know what both of you guys do are doing. I
3: don't know how, how, why you guys
0: are so busy. Nah, I don't know either. So no. As a matter of fact, I think I might have been one of the one of his first guests on his podcast when he first started. Like what six, seven years ago, something like that.
3: Wow, it's been a while. Isn't that weird though? Yeah. That that part of it, like we've been home, literally, technically home for a year. You would think you would have all this free time to like. Call everyone you knew and have all these conversations, and yet a whole year has gone by, and like there's friends, really good friends, who you just didn't talk to, maybe twice during the yep. whole year. It's such a weird thing, isn't it?
0: It is very, very weird. There's no doubt about. That. And I, I do. We got to take a break in about a minute here. So, I, but after the break, I want to ask you a question about. You know, well, things like, we're just talking about radio now. I do want to talk about television somewhat. I want to talk about movies and all the rest of that because I think, well, let me, I'll do this as a, a little lead into it Event. I don't really understand why 99% of movies have to be about superheroes. What is, what's that? I mean, you like superheroes, uh-huh. God bless you, good for you, but every movie now is a superhero. What is that?
3: I know, I know. Well, I, mean, I think it's a replacement of religion. I think they're this there's <laughs> mythology, yeah, right? <laughs> really? I think that people yeah. stop going yeah. to, to churches and doing that stuff. And but they, we as humans need those giant stories that make sense of the world. And that's mythology. All those stories—they're mythology. You know, they're good and bad, and evil, and and heroes, and and the the struggle and the journey. And I think it's. I think uh, they tapped into it. And then once you start making a couple billion dollars at it, you're not going to be making that little (laughs) short, that little movie about...
0: Two middle-aged people falling in love <laughs> mm, well that's a very good point There's no doubt about it we'll take a very quick break you have another segment with us can you stay another segment or do you have to go i got
3: nothing to do i got nothing going on i got nothing
0: all right we'll be right back <laughs> ladies and gentlemen tom papa again tom papa's upcoming show on saturday march 27th just two days away uh, 6 p.m., uh, well, yeah, it is just studio. It's the 25th today, isn't it? Yeah, it is, right. Okay, March 27th at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, of course, 8 o'clock Central Time, streaming platform RushTix, R-U-S-H-T-I-X.com. Right back with more with Tom Papa and, of course, Doug Sprinthal and Andy, our beloved son. You know what I'm saying. We'll be right back. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free.
1: and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition.
0: Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier. With all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top, get the family out this weekend and come see these
1: amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house.
0: Dan Southside Marine, 6 blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest, Tom Papa, with us. Tom Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th, 6 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. me, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific time, streaming platform Rush Ticks, RushTicks.com. Uh I love it. It's a great I think it's a great You're gonna do a 45 minute set, right?
3: Yep, probably a little longer.
0: Well, probably a little longer. How long did you on it, well maybe there isn't an average, but Kind of, if there is a middling number, how long does it take you to put together a 45 minute set? Uh,
3: it's hard to say because it, it kind of evolves. You know, the jokes just kind of yeah. creep in. But, like, I shot my last special a year ago, October, and I have a new hour now. So that's, you know, a year and a half, about somewhere around there. That seems about right.
0: So you're doing great at streaming on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you got you're the host of What a Joke with Papa and Fortune on Netflix is a Joke Radio on SiriusXM. That's real nice. That's real nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good time.
0: It is a good time. So, so you and Netflix, uh, although you're doing great at streaming on Netflix, and then you go, Netflix is a joke, so they must really like you.
3: Yeah, I like them, too. They're pretty powerful <laughs> in the comedy business, I'll tell you. <laughs> they get to a oh, lot God, of Oh, God, yes.
0: I would imagine. So, yeah, is Netflix now, because I don't know, actually, whether, you know, whether it's Prime or it's Hulu or it's Netflix. Is Netflix the biggest of them all now? I don't even know.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're the biggest. And there's some new ones that are making their making their way in, you know, Disney Plus and the different stuff like that. But, uh, worldwide,
0: like the reach of Netflix, is it's just gigantic. Now, you know, speaking of Disney Plus, are there any of your favorite characters uh, from you know, I'm not saying Doctor Seuss or anybody like that, but have they wiped out any childhood memories for you because they're racist now? Do you have any of those?
3: <laughs> yeah, everything, <laughs> everything from my childhood.
0: <laughs> oh, everything! Not just TV shows or books, but everything.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just consider that's the default. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, there yeah. probably are. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, I don't well. know what the problem is, but I'm sure there's something in his past.
1: Can I mention yeah, something, well,
0: Yeah, well, you're all over it, Dougie.
1: I, Absolutely. I, Tom, you were in one of my favorite kind of quirky TV shows that not many people know about, The Nick. and it's It was everything that I shouldn't have liked. It was a medical drama Set in a fictitious private hospital in New York at the turn of the 20th century, and I oh, thought yeah, it was just—I right. thought it was fascinating.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really super cool. They, the whole world that they created was amazing. Clive Owen was just so great. And you know, the idea with that was they were going to the Nick was the actual hospital. That mm-hmm. was the hospital, the Knickerbocker Hospital, and um, what they were going to do is jump. Like 10 or 20 years each season. So once that wasn't done, which was two seasons long, it was supposed to jump ahead. The building stays the same, and there's all new characters in it. Wow, that would but have been
1: fascinating. You know, part of the stuff I that know. I liked, other than the, you know, how well-drawn the characters were, was sort of the medical technology of the time. Mm-hmm. So they'd have patients yeah. in the operating room catch on fire, because all they had was chloroform, and it was incredibly <laughs> flammable. And, and, and it's like an everyday occurrence. They seemed kind of nonplus, but as an audience member, you're going, holy shit.
3: Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, the whole thing with the syphilis and the replacement noses. Yep. I had no idea that when you had syphilis, you, a lot of times the cartilage in your nose disappeared. And you ended up with no nose, and they were supposed to create fake noses. Ah. I think the, was, sad, the saddest
1: women. one was, and I don't remember the character's name, but his wife kind of went off the deep end. And so he mm-hmm. walks up to her, and she's in a sanatorium or something like that. They'd removed all her teeth. Because oh, apparently yeah. in 1911, there was some theory that bacteria would get you in oh, your teeth yeah, and cause yeah, psychosis. The, uh, so she turns around theory, and she yeah. smiles and she's just, you know, whacked out oh, on no. drugs and she has no teeth. I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. You know?
3: Oh, God. It was really intense. It was really good. That's, you know, Soderbergh. So who knows? If he might bring it back somehow. He's amazing. He, I think he's made three films during quarantine.
1: Wow, that's a lot. Oh, really?
3: Yeah, the guy never stops. He's, he's incredible. He's made three That's films, lucky. and I've
1: just watched Bob's Burgers for the last year.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. I know, exactly. I know. Don't you feel that? Like, now that we're coming out of it, you're starting to look at, like, what you've done for the last year, you're like, oh, I guess I didn't. Do anything. Well, for for me,
1: if it was a pie chart, three quarters of it would be fighting with people I don't know on Facebook, and then the other quarter would be calling my family occasionally. Yeah,
3: what a waste of time. We should have been writing books. (laughs) What a
0: waste of time. That's real nice. There's no doubt about that. I. uh, you know, honest to God, I, you know, as I look back at all the TV shows you've done over the years and, you know, all, you've been on some terrific TV shows, no question about, it, and all kinds of different TV shows. So I, I was kind of surprised to tell you the truth, Tom, that you didn't end up with one of those nighttime talk shows like, you know, the, the, the Kimmel's or the whomever's. You would be perfect mm. for that job because nobody reminds me of Carson more than you do. You, you remind me a lot of Johnny oh. Carson's
3: delivery. Well, you do. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah, well, call my agent.
0: Hey, agent, get off your ass! You heard <laughs> me. Do you think he heard it? Yeah, heard I don't it? know.
3: I mean, it's, that's a that's a definitely that's a that's a path you really got to want and really go after. Yeah, that's true. You know, those that's guys, true the, It's like the focus on that kind of a, a gig. You know, it's 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 a different beast for sure. I mean I would have I like it, I like it like I like <clears throat> hosting and I um, yep. probably would would have enjoyed it but you know it's one of those things there's so few, there's only like a handful of slots unless you really want to go after it it's um it doesn't just kind of happen
4: Well Tom I- unfortunately you may think you have nothing to do but either your producer or agent disagrees because you got a hard <laughs> out at 11:55
0: And it's Ah. 11.50. This is not fair. Mm -hmm. Tom, uh, let me me close with this then. My favorite thing, and I could hear you saying the exact same thing and doing the exact same thing. Carson was talking to somebody one night on his show, and they were kind of boring, but he wasn't going to let on to the fact that they were boring. So they finished their statement. He goes, hmm. Wild! <laughs> <laughs> wow, That's a Tom Papa. That's a Tom Papa if I've ever heard. one. Tom, thank you, thank you, my good friend. All the love in the world to you and your family. I cannot wait to see you, pal.
3: Likewise, I really can't wait. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm. I'm trying to put something together at the Fitzgerald, uh, either in the fall or the winter. So oh. when I do, I'll I'll come by for sure.
0: I will be there. With as they say with bells on. Mr. Papa, thank you, sir.
3: All right, be well.
0: Me too. Bye. Tom Papa, ladies and gentlemen, Tom uh, Papa's upcoming show on Saturday, March 27th at 8 p.m. Central Time, streaming platform Rush RushTix, R U S H T I X dot com. One of the nicest men, one of the funniest men, one of the smartest men in all of comedy. Yeah, I Phenomenal didn't know guy. you
1: guys were that close. How cool is that? I, I've been a fan for a long time, and, you know, it's, he's just really talented, and he seems like a great guy.
0: He literally, years ago, and I'm, I don't know how many years ago, I would get calls from these big comedians on my telephone, like big shot comedians I've never met. And they said, is this Tom Bernard? And how said, how yeah, big, yeah. So like goes, Andrew Dice Clay big? Like all of them. Oh, okay. Like literally all of them. And they would call and I go, is this Tom Bernard? And i go, yeah. And he goes, Tom Papa says that he loves your show and that I should come on your show. Do you have a spot for me? I'm like, no. Are you kidding? No, me? I don't. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. He worked my show. And I didn't even know him then. You know, we became friends a short time after that, but but yeah, he plugged my show, man, to everybody. You know, it's so
1: unusual that you guys, or you, were the only ones that ever thought about that. It just seemed like a natural, those, uh, you know, yeah. and some of them are terrible because they're trying to do their bit at 7.30 in the morning, but, you know, right. most of them are really, really entertaining guests, and I always look forward to Fridays when, you know, when the, when the traveling superstar would come through the studios.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a situation where I didn't even know we were doing that. I had, because I had been out of radio for four years. We were living in New York. I was doing voiceover. I came back uh, in 1986 to do this morning show. I had no idea that nobody was putting comedians on the radio, so I just put them on thinking that's what everybody did. Yeah. And why, why wouldn't you do that? It makes, you know, most of them still won't do it. They will not put comedians on their morning show.
1: What, what, what are they scared of?
0: Uh, that the, the comedians are a lot funnier than they are. Well, they that's don't why like. they're comedians and
1: not morning exactly. show hosts. I mean, that's, that's exactly. actually in the title. <laughs> it
0: actually is in the title, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, man. People get really touchy about that stuff. Oh, I can't. Have, and here's the other one that drove me nuts. Like I can't remember who who it was. It might have been it might have been Jim Gaffigan, but I can't remember for sure. But I'm on the show, and he said aren't you going to ask me to give you a list of five questions you you want to ask me that I want you to ask me? And I said, no, I do not want a list of five. And he started laughing. He thought, gee, this is this is weird. I thought it was weird.
4: Yeah, well, I bet it is. It's very scripted a lot of the time.
0: Well, one thing I
4: oh, will God. say is that actually Melissa brought it up the other day uh, why we don't have comedians on anymore. And ever since, basically, ever since Trump got elected, the comedians got to be worse than nothing, I would say.
0: Yeah, they were not because funny at all. at the beginning anymore.
4: of the show, the comedian episodes were pretty much uniformly the best episodes of the week. But mm-hmm. it got to a point where they, they just came in and they were just sullen and they were just mad at the world and all they wanted to talk about was how much they hate... Some politician or how much they right, they just right. saw this story on, you know, whatever news net, just like Tom Pop was talking about, actually. They saw they watched the news, they got mad, they came in and all they wanted to do was tell us about how, you know, that anyone who doesn't agree with them is a bad person. And I mean that's comedians right. are, you know But
1: there was some great material there. The democratic there debates. Who was the woman who was the author that was on stage for a couple of Oh, that's of right, yeah. She I mean Comedian would have just—that would have been. Well, I think it's low-hanging fruit.
4: I think it's fair to write comedy about that kind of thing, but it's not fair to be a comedian, come in, and then just be surly for an hour. Yeah. It's like at least try to make it funny.
0: Yeah. You can't right, just say like, "Oh, right.
4: politician, am I right, guys?" That's not really comedy.
0: <laughs> That's not funny. You're right. No, I, I I agree, Andy. It got to the point. Actually, yeah, to tell you painful. the truth, Dougie, you, yes. you're the first person, and now the rest of the audience will know at the same time, the reason we stopped doing Friday shows is because we didn't want comedians on anymore. They no. were that they bad.
1: Were awful for a little while there. I, I was lucky enough that, you know, in the early days of this podcast, some of the comedians yeah. you guys had on...
4: I, I mean, people I, were still having
1: fun I couldn't then. breathe. I'd laugh so yep. hard. And it was, oh, you know, I know. One of my favorites no. was the uh, episode with Dave Coulier. I had no idea he could do great all that guy. stuff. And super funny and told great stories. I'm like, wow, I could do this for five hours. This was great.
4: Well, I'm hoping that eventually the comedy scene recovers from you know where it got to. But I think if it does, it's going to take probably at least another five years. Because the cycle oh, tends really? to be like a 5, 10 maybe even 20-year cycle if you look at the past. You know, it would go from like in the 60s right. and 70s. It was just hyper political all the time. And then it kind of became the opposite. It was like, you know, don't talk yep. about politics because it's boring, and now it's hyper political right. all the time. Yeah,
1: hopefully you're right. We can get to boring politics, so they'll have to write about something It'll else. It'll
0: happen eventually, but I don't know <laughs> if it's exactly. going to happen anytime soon. Well, I will tell you this: if it if it does happen and people get a sense of humor again, we probably will go back to doing a Friday show because that's those shows were the best shows of the week. But wait a minute! Oh, I mean, other than car <laughs> the
4: selling secrets best of, cars, of the week,
1: the second best shows of the <laughs> well, week. Although, to after be fair, Thursdays, I don't think there was,
4: was there ever any overlap?
1: I don't think there. We was
4: were was done any. doing comedians yeah. by the time car selling secrets came along. Yeah, because
1: this started I a little think so, over yeah. two years ago,
4: and I think and the that's about were when much we done. yeah we cut it.
0: I mean, we still had some comedians on, but, oh, yeah, but totally. traveling comedians come through. Uh, we just didn't do a lot of it because it was just so so boring and sullen yeah. and uh, I hate Trump and I hate... The, like, geez, settle well, like, down. What is less entertaining than a depressed clown? <laughs> <laughs> well, you now there you go. So hopefully we'll get back to doing a Friday show someday because the comedians are back and they're funny. And, and I'm not talking about the Jim Gaffigans and Tom Papas of the world. That's not who I'm talking about at all. Is most of the people on the, on their way up? I think thought they were going to impress people by being a Trump hater. Yeah, well, they saw and it turned out to be the exact opposite. That's how all
4: those uh, the talk shows. That's what every talk show was doing at the time. So they were like, "Well, oh, I mean, God, how many yeah. comedians? How many really good comedians made their start by just imitating uh, a talk show host from you know back yeah. when it was actually good? Yeah, you know, they would just yep. they would just." Do Jay Leno or they would do Carson or whatever, and they're still doing that. But now the people they're imitating aren't funny, so it kind of spoils the broth.
1: I remember there was a woman on at the old studio, and this was only a couple years ago, it was probably right before he moved to studio. I think I know what you're talking about already. And she's like, Hey, it's a podcast, is it okay if I curse? And Tom's like, Yeah, no problem. And she just lights up with every and it's like, What are you in fifth grade? I know. She was pretty much
4: true.
0: And
1: did she write for SNL? I don't remember. I
4: think so, yes. I think I know yeah. who you're talking about.
1: Well, let's not mention Yeah, I'm it. not
4: going to say it, but I think I Come I'm- on! All right, it was Michelle hell? Obama.
0: <laughs> yes. And by the way, I'm, the first time I've ever been proud to be a black woman on the radio is with you, Todd. Well, oh, no, remember here her her we go. It was always the first time I've ever been proud of being an American. Like, shut up, for Christ's sake. I
1: don't know. She got a $90 what? million dollar book deal. If I was her, I'd keep talking.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand. But, hey, hey, they're going to be billionaires if keep they're not billionaires already. Saying. It's
4: doing well for you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say this. We'll we'll, we'll we'll do the gauge. Look, if it could be Jim Gaffigan and Tom Papa every Friday, then I would do it. Uh, obviously, I'd start doing it next week. We'll find out how it comes together. I actually had a nice conversation, uh, uh, well, God, it's already six months ago, unfortunately, or almost six months ago, when my brother Troy died, Cy Amundsen called me. We had a wonderful talk, and I, I can't wait to have him back on the show. He went out of his way to tell me how sorry he was that I would lost my brother. I mean, it was very touching and very, very nice of him. He, I, so he, you know, It's been we'll a while
1: since I've talked to him, but he calls me every once in a while out of the blue and just asks for advice, and I thought, oh, how, how nice is that? It's usually yeah, business-related yep. stuff, and... It makes me feel old. It's like, sigh, you're what, almost thirty, and you're—I guess I am twice as old as you are. So.
0: Yeah, anyway. well, that's true. One thing I will tell you for the the comedians is going to be a problem is: Have you seen the nighttime talk show numbers? No.
4: Yeah, a lot of oh them my. are below a million now.
0: They're getting slaughtered yeah. now. Nobody is watching those shows, Which, including Colbert. His
4: numbers years are fifty percent. Three to five million was considered like. Average. Yeah. But now it's, yep, yeah, there's yep. like 600, 700,000 out there. Wow. And that's, these are the big names, too. That's what
1: KQ gets on a good day.
4: Yeah, exactly. 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 And no
1: offense, but it's a radio station <laughs> no, in it's Minneapolis. Yeah. Regional that's, radio really versus national
4: reach. talk show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is I, interesting, You know, I'm it? probably
1: in the demographic that might have caused part of it. Slightly depressed because I'm home for a year. It's dark in Minnesota. I'm teeth out and toes up by 9 30 some nights. Night. <laughs> I don't even stay <laughs> exactly up late right. enough to watch it. No,
0: that's very true. That is, very, I don't even. Yeah, you're right. I don't even stay up late enough to watch that <laughs> stuff. But I, 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 I think, and I'm very serious about this. I think if we're going to get back to anywhere near normal, it's going to take great humor from comedians. I really, I think that's what happened in the '80s, after the late '60s and into the '70s, and then disco hit and blah blah blah. The only way we crawled out of that is comedy exploded in about 1981, 82, and carried on for many many years after that. I think that's going to happen again. I really do. I hope you're right. I want to laugh instead of sitting around going, did you go outside today? No? Okay, never mind. (laughs) God, that is getting so old. And and then you got Fauci on last week. We need to wear the masks for another three years. Did he really say that? man. Yes,
1: he did. Good God. Tony, you did a good job, but let's not go crazy here. Well, that's what they always do, though they always go crazy.
0: I don't know what to tell you; it's unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, it's some of these statements I I did see. And look, you have to understand something: I don't have a dog in this fight, okay? I do not have a dog in this fight. So when I make a comment about a comedian or excuse me, a a politician, it's not because I hate Democrats or it's because I hate Republicans or that's not what my life is at all. I just look at the, the things that people do and I go, hey, you know, I, I don't know. Is that all that funny or what do you look? Here's the kind of comedy I like. Did you see the statement that uh, Joe Biden made about uh, about women today? Mm-mm. Or I think It was either last night or today. I don't I, I wish I could find it. It's in here somewhere. I know. But um, he said that anything that a man can do, a woman can do better. And I mean anything a man can do, a woman can do better.
1: Oh, now, you would look at that and go,
0: well, he's just trying to even everything up. But it's always got to be better. It can't be the same. Yeah, it's no. got to be they're better than you are. And that drives me insane. <laughs> no, we no we're longer elevate the, the low. We tear down the high. Yep, that's exactly what we do now, Andy. And here's what I took away from that statement. I don't think he was talking about women are better than men. I don't think that, you know, he doesn't think men and women are equal. You know what I think he was doing? He was trying to make the case for these transgender women who are going to compete against women in sports. So get it? Hey, look, just because that, that person used to be a man, now they're a woman. That's all right, because women are always better at everything than men. I think it was a kiss-ass political move. Huh. I really do. You could
1: be right. It could
4: be.
0: Oh, God. I wish these people would just shut up and le- let us live our lives. I really do. And I got nothing against Joe Biden. I mean, here's my, my take, again. On the last, last four presidents, you got George W. Bush, who was a very nice guy, but not the brightest guy ever. A very nice guy, Right. You got Barack Obama, one of the biggest egos in the history of the world, followed by Donald Trump, who had just as big an ego as Barack Obama. I think Trump pretty much said, hold my beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he kind of did. Well, and then along comes Joe. Sorry. Yeah, he does not drink. You're absolutely right. But then along, oh, he never has. His brother died of alcoholism. Oh, that's right. His brother Fred died of alcoholism. So Donald's never been a drinker. You know, so I call him Donald now, you know what I'm saying. I'm impressed yeah.
1: you knew his brother's name. That was pretty good. Was that, was a good his, story that was his father's name, isn't it?
0: Isn't yep, it? his father and his brother. Yep. Yep, his father's name is Fred Trump, and his brother's name is Fred Trump. He drank himself to death. Donald Trump said he'd never never drink. And I, the other thing about Trump that I understand in a way, whether it's the way Barack Obama was treated as a child, he was abandoned by his mother and father. There's no question about that. Not that he was left alone, but his mother and father. When mom and dad aren't around, you kind of go, that was my fault.
4: Yeah, it's damaging to the the psyche. Very damaging.
0: And then, you know, these other people, Donald Trump, uh, at his wedding, his wedding, his own mother stood up on Mike and said, what kind of son do I have? Why would you do that Maybe to your son at his in this positive
1: way? <laughs> that's a three yeah. <laughs> that's a three martini speech right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, what are you doing to your boy? That's your son for Christ's sake. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Well you we gotta think Well, I just wanted to make one comment
4: about naming sure. your son after you. It is mm-hmm. interesting because you name your son after you. So, so you have a kid and you name them after you. It's like you're gonna be my legacy. And then you have another son, and then it's like, what, you're going to assist? Because you can't name <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kid after you. So it's like you got the nope. you got the continuation Wait. of yourself, and then you got, and Donald. You know, that, that'll that do but, something to you as well. No, nah,
0: I know. No, you're absolutely right about that. You know who took care of that problem, though?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, who was it? Um, was it George Foreman? It was George That's Foreman. That's right, he
1: named all his kids George. Every, <laughs>
4: car- every kid was named George. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: yeah there were george love two that. through four i think and then the <laughs> I, think was, Eddard, yeah. I think it I was yeah i think i <laughs> think yeah when we when That'll we start
1: it. uh pod uh, uh car selling secrets in a minute to remind me and i'll tell you about the story about my nephew and kirby Puckett. it's along the same line
0: love it we'll take a break here be back in just a few minutes with car selling secrets with doug sprinthal and the family